Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Tiger Woods tied for 31st right now. He did not play himself out of the tournament, though. Five strokes back. Tell you what. It's like he's playing one club short. Driver not working for him today. Luckily for him, got a big old driver in his pants. Boy, that's some subtle comedy right there. Wow. Not vague at all. Nope. Penguins jackets tonight. Big game. I think for a multitude of different reasons, we're joined now by Josh Getzoff of the Penguins Radio Network. Josh, uh, how about how about that introduction there? Huh? Pretty awkward, eh? That's all right. I, I uh, don't know if I've had anything as interesting as that as a lead-in, but I'll take it, especially with you, Adam. It's an honor. Yes, my man, Josh Getzoff, joining us here on the show, of course, from the Penguins Radio Network. Are you calling the game tonight, Josh? I am. I am calling it. Just got here to Nationwide Arena, getting ready for the game. Well, we certainly appreciate you making the time, and it should be a tremendous environment tonight. Uh, I sense the Penguins feel like this is kind of going to be a playoff primer. Is that the sense you get from talking to the guys? Yeah, they. I think they definitely understand what's at stake here as far as the opportunity. If things kind of go their way uh, with New Jersey losing in any fashion tonight, the Penguins with a win here can clinch home ice in the first round. and That's not lost on them, especially when I'm sure you've talked about it. I know a lot of people have when you see the disparity between records for them at home and away. And uh, obviously, anytime you come into Pittsburgh or in uh, Columbus, I should say, anytime Pittsburgh comes into Columbus, it's always a big game. You always have a lot of black and gold in the stands, uh, and the energy is usually off the charge. I mean, this building last year, I thought was the, the loudest building, save Nashville, that the Penguins have played in in the playoffs for the last two years. Uh, with all the buildings they've gone into and teams they've faced. This is a, a great environment. The fans really get into it. And obviously with the cannon, which uh, can cause both heart attacks and deafness uh, if you're not ready for either. Uh, when it explodes, when the Blue Jackets take the ice or score a goal. But, it's you know, it's a great atmosphere in here. And I think the, the Penguins kind of enjoy those kind of environments. And they've obviously had success in them. Josh, how do you think the Penguins match up with Columbus? I think Columbus is a really good hockey team, but their center depth it screams to me that's a matchup problem, I think, for them going against the Penguins. Yeah, that's definitely the first area that jumps out of you, Adam. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, there aren't many teams, really, that can match up with the Penguins down the middle, but especially with the, some of the injuries the Blue Jackets have had uh, here down the stretch. I know that Nick Foligno's banged up their captain. He's not going to play tonight. He hasn't played for a while. Uh, not a center, but Josh Anderson's another forward who's been – uh, I think missed 17 games with a lower body injury. He might come back tonight. But, yeah, you look at down the middle, that's definitely an area the Penguins have an advantage. I also think despite the fact that the reigning Vesna Trophy winner is in the Columbus net, that's the advantage for the Penguins as well because Sergei Bobrovsky has been uh, nothing to write home about head-to-head against the Penguins in important games. I mean, you can make the argument last year in the postseason that uh, he was the reason Columbus lost that series because they certainly didn't have the lack of the upper hand in play uh, from anyone who watched that series' perspective. They definitely uh, controlled the flow of it often, but the Penguins had some timely goals, and Marc-Andre Fleury just simply outplayed Sergei Bobrovsky. And when we were here a few weeks, uh, months ago when Penguins beat Columbus 5-2, to two, Tristan Jari outplayed Sergei Bobrovsky. So uh, it's been a constant theme with him to be somewhat of the weak link against the Penguins head-to-head. And, uh, the expectation is he starts again tonight. I don't know why he wouldn't. The Blue Jackets haven't uh, clinched a spot yet in the playoffs, although they are just a point away from doing so. 
Uh, and I think that's probably the biggest area that you're zeroing in on if it is the Penguins and the Blue Jackets because Bob is the guy that I really believe holds the keys for the Blue Jackets. If they're going to put up uh, 45 shots a game and he's going to actually play to his capabilities as he has in the regular season when the script t- uh, flips to the postseason, they become a really tough opponent and a really dangerous team. And fortunately for the Penguins, he has not done that each of the two times he's played him in the playoffs. Josh Getzoff joining us here on the Crowley Show. You've traveled to a bunch of these road venues with the team, Josh. What's the problem on the road? The numbers indicate that maybe there's some bad luck there, but uh, the record, I don't think, lies at this point. The Penguins have not been good outside of PBG Paints Arena. No, they haven't. It's it's been you know it's been kind of puzzling because they've been so good at home, and that's what I think has been the the weird part about it. It'd be one thing if they were, you know, above, above 500 at home, not great on the road, but hovering around 500. And then you're like, okay, this is the same kind of team we're seeing. But they are so good at PBG Paints Arena; they're going to have a chance and probably will win their 30th game on home ice this season tomorrow night against Ottawa. And then you have a matchup here with Columbus, and and going back on the road where the Penguins, I think, are five or six games below 500. I mean, away from PBG Paints Arena, it's crazy. And to answer your question as to what's different, in talking to the players, the biggest thing that I hear from them is that their bounce back when they get down in games is not there on the road. And they can't really put a finger on it as to why it's not been there. But uh, when they face these teams and they get down a couple of goals, you know, at home there seems to always be that energy and that feeling in the building that they're not out of the game. But on the road, you kind of hold your breath a little bit because of how this team has played and fallen behind quite a bit. As you mentioned, sometimes it's bad luck, but I also believe that you make your own luck a lot of times, especially in the National Hockey League. And the Penguins have uh, put themselves in holes time and time again. You think back to early in the season, there were some terrible losses they had. Uh, We won't recount the scores for you, but uh, some terrible losses they had from Pittsburgh. And uh, I think that they've rectified the situation a little bit here down the stretch. They played a pretty strong road game in New Jersey in their last outing last week. And hopefully that's something to build off of here because you know Columbus is going to come flying out of the gates here tonight you a believer in the ability to flip the switch because that's probably what the penguins are going to need to do in order to repeat for the second time yeah uh i don't know it's it's hard to say i I think the penguins have that ability to flip the switch despite their never admitting it that they can do that um but they definitely understand the moment in the situation and are able to elevate their game as a result. But, you know, I would wonder how much that gets them a leg up around the other teams that are surrounding them in the standings right now. And that's not to take anything away from the Penguins. I just think the East is so close. Yeah. I think all the teams in the division are so tight as the points would uh, emphasize. I mean, you look at New Jersey, they've been kind of hovering around and now all of a sudden Penguins lose tonight in regulation. If they win tonight, they jump the Penguins. Penguins are in a wild card spot. Uh, so, I mean, this is a, there's, there's a lot of parity within the division, and I think the teams are way closer than anyone would have expected uh, coming down the stretch. I mean, it's nice to talk about it as a storyline throughout the season with how competitive the Metro is, but this literally is going to come down to the last game as far as how things are going to shake out uh, with the standings and who gets home ice and where the seedings are and whatnot. Uh, and then with that being said, I think that the Penguins had better figure out a way to put themselves in a position so that the switch is not needing to be flipped uh, coming into the postseason because I do think they have played better down the stretch. I know they've been kind of a seesaw act through March. Uh, they won two games in a row, I think, for the first time since the first week of March, just last week beating uh, Jersey and Montreal. But they are a uh, team I think has been lacking a lot of consistency, as we've seen in their game here over the last month. They came out in 2018 on fire. Last month or so has been uh, tough to watch as far as them kind of not bringing the same effort every night. Now, that's really 
difficult for the coaching staff to comprehend. But you have to believe with the players they have in that room that they are going to be able to hit another level come the postseason when they understand what's at stake. And I think a lot of it's going to depend upon an opponent, and we'll see how it all shakes out for them. Josh Getzoff joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Josh, do you have faith in Matt Murray? He has not played up to his capabilities all year, although obviously there have been extenuating circumstances. Do you think that he can flip the switch, so to speak, going into the playoffs? I think he can, but I think we're going to get the best answer to that question tonight Uh because this is going to be the real test for him. Uh, Coming in here and facing a team in Columbus that is uh, 13-1-1 in their last 15 games. They scored 65 goals in the month of March. I mean, they're they're – lighting up right now and they're playing their best hockey of the season right now and uh they're they've elevated themselves obviously into a position tonight where they could potentially pass the penguins if they win this game in regulation so i think as far as matt murray is concerned we're going to learn a lot about him in this game tonight now with that being said when the stage is shining the brightest matt murray seems to step up we all think back to last year uh in the stanley cup final against nashville he had two pretty bad games in nashville and then shut out the predators in back-to-back contests to win the cup so I think he does rise to the occasion, and he is able to, quote-unquote, flip the switch when the moment is needed. But um, this is going to tell me, and I think a lot of people, a lot uh, about where he's at right now as far as his game with how he plays tonight against the Blue Jackets. We hearing anything on Broussard? Because Ian Cole's playing tonight, and he's the greatest defenseman of all time. I got to talk to Ian Cole today, and he wishes everyone back in Pittsburgh uh, well. He's he's, uh, he's very excited to face his former team today. You know, Blue Jackets fell to – more in skates anymore. John Tortorella has outlawed that. They're optional now. They're they're not necessary, as he would say. Um, so Ian Cole is still in the rhythm that he was in with the Penguins. So he and a handful of extras were out there skating this morning. We got to catch up with him. But obviously he's looking forward to this game. And to answer your question about Broussard, I, I don't think he's going to play before the end of the regular season. I just would be hard-pressed to believe that based on the fact that he hasn't skated since uh, the weekend, at least with the team, or, or I should say before the team skated in the uh, morning skate they had Saturday against Montreal. So, you know, he hasn't been on the ice for a handful of days. This is a back-to-back day in the regular season. They got him for the postseason. As nice as it would be, I think, for him to face his former teammates in Ottawa, uh, I'm sure he's more focused on the bigger task at hand. And Penguins are, too, because you're looking at a situation where, at the earliest, they're going to open up on Wednesday. So if you keep him off the ice, that's a week and a half, two weeks of yeah. uh, non-game action. And you hope for whatever he has right now that it's kind of healed up by then. Were you sensing that the guys in the locker room, coaching staff, were happy with what they had been getting from Broussard of late? I know he had the six-game point streak, but do they feel like he was grasping the system? Do they feel like he was fitting in with everybody? Yeah, I think they thought that he was coming along at the time of his injury and probably playing as well as he had all season, which I think was the unfortunate thing. Uh, that he went down. As you mentioned, it was, a, I think, a six-game point streak. He really seemed to start to find some chemistry with Phil Kessel, uh, and I think there was a lot to like as far as how he was playing at that point. But it's such a process, and, you know, I, I try to put it in perspective, like when I think about it from the player's perspective. You come from Ottawa, first of all, which is just a bizarro system with Guy Boucher, uh, with the 1-3-1, and they have so much offensive firepower that's kind of held back and put in shackles. Uh, for how they're able to play their game. And then they're, then he gets to Pittsburgh and he's unleashed and he's expected to be the third-line center and you know jump in and play behind Crosby and Malkin. It sounds so easy on the surface, but learning a new system with you know, 16, 17 games to go, meeting new teammates and finding a new city, changing countries, all the stuff that comes with that, there's a lot more behind the scenes that I think people realize that are a part of the adjustment for Broussard. 
Uh, now, his benefit, of course, is that he's not unfamiliar with Pittsburgh. I mean, he played for the Rangers for a couple of years, the Blue Jackets before that. Obviously, faced the Pens in the Eastern Conference Final last year. So it's not like it's a group of people in a city that he's never been to before. But um, as far as the, the on-ice stuff, I think the coaching staff thought he was going in the right direction. But with an injury and a lower body, which we're not really sure of the extent of, you hope that he doesn't lose too much of his timing with a guy like Kessel or, or some of his teammates, for that matter, uh, when he does eventually get back into the lineup. Last thing here for you, Josh. Uh, I'm going to bring this up in the next segment. But if you were, if it was like the NFL for the hockey, for the NFL Hall of Fame, would what would you say to sell Evgeny Malkin as the Hart Trophy recipient? He's NHL 101 copyright. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think Evgeny Malkin's uh, resume speaks for itself. It, it, you know, what is he? He's, he's got a Hart Trophy. He's got a Rocket Richard. He's got a Stanley Cup. He's got a, a Stanley Cup times three. He's got a Conn Smythe. Uh, he's, he's an Olympian. He's, he's done all this stuff in his career. He's led the league in scoring. Um, and, and obviously what he's been doing this year, putting himself pretty much into the MVP race until these last couple of games where I think he admittedly has slipped out a bit to guys like Nathan uh, McKinnon and Taylor Hall, and that crew, and Nikita Kucherov and Connor McDavid. But, I mean, he's been right up there for the last couple months. He's been unbelievable in 2018. I don't see a resume like that that's not in the Hall of Fame. I guess that would be the way that I would approach it if I was pitching it to the committee. You don't see a guy that has those kind of numbers that doesn't eventually have a plaque in Toronto when his career is over. So uh, I think Evgeny Malkin definitely fits the mold on that front, and hopefully the uh, Hall of Fame selection committee would give him a little bit more respect than the NHL 100 selection committee did last year. So I did a terrible job of asking that question. I meant to be asking you about the Hart Trophy, but you were on a roll, so I let you go anyhow. Hey, you know what? I, I try to keep it rolling for you. Yeah, you nailed it. Hey, I appreciate the time, man. You're a pleasure to listen to. Uh, have fun calling the game tonight. Thanks a lot, Adam. We'll talk to you soon. Josh Getzoff, Penguins Radio Network. Coming up next, the official vampire of the Crowley Show, Tim Benz, baby. I'm fired up about tonight's Penguins game. Not going to watch a second of the Pirates. So anything I say tomorrow on the radio will have been a lie if I'm talking about baseball. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm also filling in for the DVE morning show. The whole the whole show. Me. The whole thing. Tomorrow. 6 until 10. Crowman. Jimmy John's Freaky Fast, Freaky Fresh. I'm calling because I saw one of your delivery persons today, and he was totally naked. Ma'am, I sincerely want to apologize for any... Fuck naked right there on the street. Ma'am, we're doing all we can to... And I say it's about on time. I know, and I'm gonna... Wait, what? The human body is a beautiful thing, don't you agree? Well, I... We've suffered the tyranny of clothing for way too long. Okay, but... So thanks, Jimmy John's, for going all natural. Actually, ma'am, it's our meats that are all natural. Say what now? Our meats are all natural. Wood-smoked ham, choice roast beef, real fresh turkey breast, all natural and freaky fresh. So I don't suppose I can expect all natural delivery in the future? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean that is vile, man. Dude, you can't say that. You can't say that at all. You really can't talk. Oh man, that was that was pretty uh Sports Radio 937 Our top story, the Pittsburgh Pirates are gonna win everything, and Pitt is the greatest program ever. This update brought to you by Bowser. That's the power of Bowser! is the number to call. You can tweet us on our fan text line, although we never get to it. Today's topic, if you go to the Pirates game, are you going to hell? 
Give me a ring. We'll go to Paul in Blonox first here on the show. Hey, Mosey, I'll tell you there, I'm not going to put another penny in that nutting's pocket. That guy, he's dead to me, Mosey. Thanks for the call, Paul. We'll go to Jimmy now in Uniontown. Hey, Mosey, uh, thanks for taking my call. You know, for me, it's all about going down PNC and creating memories with the kids. That's what it's all about. That's what my dad did to me, and uh, I'm going to continue to do that. Thanks. Thanks, Jimmy. Great point there. Coming up next, we've got 20 minutes of commercials. We'll hear from Jim Rome, and then 20 more minutes of commercials. It's 93.7 The Fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Tim Benz joins us now here on The Crowley Show. Benzie, hello. Sounds like somebody read my column today. <laughs> I love your take, by the way, on the Pirates. I appreciated that. No, I was, I was laughing coming back, listening to your bounce back there, because uh, that was an audio encapsulation of the 750 words of venom I spat out about Pirate fans going back and forth. Yes, you're right, largely on their flagship, about who's right and who's wrong when it comes to this black state, gold state thing about should you go to the games or not. There's nothing I care less. I barely care about whether or not I go to the games to work. I don't care at all about whatever anybody else does, if they go or not, or what the reasons are. I don't care. Stop telling me. Uh, Tim, the seats hurt my bottom. That's as good of a reason as I've heard from anything else. Can I, tell you, can I give you one critique about that otherwise fine representation of what the station down the street has been doing? Yes, please. The one critique was, None of your fake callers there gave a fake preamble of their fake history of the length and depth of their pirate ah, fandom. Son of a bitch. We had talked about that, too. Short-sighted on our part. Don't worry. We'll make more of them. No, but it was piffy. It was quick. Now, that, that might have slowed down the process. I understand. You had, you had a good setup punch there. So I'm, being, I'm, I'm parsing. I'm splitting hairs in my analysis. But that is... That's the one thing that constantly comes up, and maybe that's why I got so, so brain-fried over it. It's not only I'm going to tell you about my life and my opinion and my worldview, whether you want to hear it or not, I'm going to tell you why I've got the credentials to form my own opinion. Because that's all this is. It's forming your own opinion. It's got nothing to do really with how good of a fan you are because it's your definition of a good fan versus the other guy's definition of a good fan. So I don't care if you had seats at friggin' Exposition Park in 1909, and you're 109 years old, and that's how long you've been watching Pirate Baseball. That doesn't make your opinion right. Tim, I was actually at Forbes Field whenever Mazeroski hit the home run. Uh, I don't even know if you were a spermazoa in your grandfather's sack at that point, actually, Adam. My grandfather says he was there. Everyone else did, though, too. Uh, everyone who was alive and in Pittsburgh at that time said that they were at that Pirate game. Yeah, there are 172,000 people there that day. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. That's a record, I think. So some of them some of them right now are actually 35 years old. It's amazing. It's like Benjamin Button. Tim, how many people are they going to pack into Nationwide tonight? That's a good... You know what? Did you do that for a web poll or something? No. More, more at Nationwide or more at PNC Park? Ah, oh, damn it. That's a good one. Shoot. I, what does Nationwide hold? Like More than whoever's going to be at PNC Park tonight. I'll give you that. Yeah, like, I'm trying to remember. I should know that from when I was there. I want to say a little less than 
PPG paints, but I don't know. So I will go with 18,000. How about that? I'm sure, Tom, your quick-thinking producer will be able to look at the capacity for Nationwide Arena. My internet's broken. I just tried. It ain't oh, okay. happened. 20,000 on the nose for Nationwide Arena. Oh, 20,000. So it's more than PPG. Okay. There will be more people there tonight, without a doubt, than the Pirate game. I, I don't think that there's... I don't th- I'm not I'm no, not worried about not that 20,000 the rest of the year. The rest of the year? Well, didn't we have our bet? We had a bet, right, that the Pirates are going to go over under nine and a half game win streak. I said they're they're going to be bad, but they're still going to get one 10 game win streak in there. You did. Like we also discussed whether or not that they'd sweep a series and we set an over under at one and then they did it the first freaking series. Right, exactly. So, um there you go. So, I got one of those two. So, you don't think that they're going to get 20,000 fans again? Uh, they might. They'll probably get it for a dippy firework night or something like that. But they'll have a warm weather, nice Friday or Saturday night game, or I don't know what what concert is coming that they can swap off as people actually coming to watch baseball. I don't know. I don't know what their concert series is like. I'm going to make a statement, Tim. I want you to agree or disagree. Do you understand the rules? I understand the rule. I shall agree or disagree. Okay, very good. If the Penguins win the Stanley Cup. Broussard will have had a lot to do with it. If they don't win the Stanley Cup, it's not going to be because they don't have Ian Cole. The last part I agree with. The first part, no, not necessarily. Go on. Well, okay, I, I didn't know how you know how much brevity you wanted there. Just agree or disagree. I think that the the problems on defense extend beyond Ian Cole, but they have been very much exacerbated because he's not there. So that's why I can't pin the loss in advance all on his absence. Broussard, you said had a lot to do with it, right? Yes. I don't know. Did, did Nick Benino have a lot to do with last year's cup? Or he had a lot to do with 2016s for sure, but did he have a lot to do with last year's? He did not. Yeah, so I don't think it's essential. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather see him just be more of a role player than a dynamic presence, because if he's a dynamic presence, then that to me means that Sitter Gino has probably gotten hurt somewhere. Tim Benz joining me here on the Crowley Show. What are you writing about tomorrow, Tim? I think... I'm going to write something football-related. I'm kind of mulling this over right now. Mulsey? <laughs> um, no, I already said I'm doing football. I'm doing. It's going to be like a football Friday notes thing because I just think there's so much going on in the rest of the NFL that maybe has a ripple effect to the Steelers that they're not. They're kind of taking a knee on free agency after Burnett, but there's other stuff going on that to me is interesting. So I might do like a football Friday notes thing while everybody else is immersed in hockey and baseball. That's good. Yeah, counterculture. Tim Benz. I've got a big scoop for you. You want it? Yeah. Kaiser White of West Virginia is going to visit the Steelers tomorrow. Bang. That's your big scoop, huh? Yeah, that's all I got for you. (laughs) What round is he going in? Third through seventh. Oh. Yeah, big scoop. Good get. Probably closer to third. And by the way, I mean, they get the local guys in there anyhow without having to count against their totals. So it's... Really not a scoop at all. They'll announce it tomorrow, in fact. So your West Virginia does count as a local for the Steelers? It does. Uh, as does Kent State, but not Penn State this year. Go figure. Penn State doesn't count? Like, so Troy Apke from Mount Lebanon doesn't count, or does he count because he lives in Mount Lebanon? He does not. It is Pitt, West Virginia, Kent State, and Duquesne. Ooh, who are they getting from Duquesne? 
There's this guy named Bouchelle. Oh, the quarterback, right? Well, people are telling me they want him to play wide receiver. Wide receiver? I'm kidding. I was doing a Lamar Jackson oh, Lamar thing. Lamar Jackson? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Veiled right. joke, but so much so that it was bad. Tim Ben's joining me here on the show. Do you have. That's nobody's ever heard of him, so you can almost believe it. That's true. Uh, Tim, do you uh, think the Penguins have the ability to flip the switch? Yeah, I do. Um, they've got to do it on the road, specifically. Uh, they're really bad on the road. They're, they're disproportionately bad on the road. You go back and you look at the numbers over the last two years, they're exactly a 500 road team. You know, if you take away the overtime losses and count them as actual losses, they were 41 and 41 on the road. That's good enough. They have not only suffered mathematically on the road, but their quality of play on the road has just been bad. And, uh, you know, Crosby made a good point about this this week that, you know, the, the most, at times, the most interesting parts of series of the first couple games, you know, especially at the start of the playoffs. You know, part of the reason maybe why you see a bunch of upsets in the first round of the playoffs is just so much energy from the other teams to have gotten in and maybe pull off an upset against a better team that thought was going to cruise. Um, so with that being said, I, I think they have definitely benefited from being at home a lot early in series, even though they, they always lose that game too. You know, they, they're never down 2-0 and have to frenetically come back, right? Um, you know, there have been some times where they've let leads slip away, like Washington last year, and then they've had to win game seven. But rare have there been times they've had to really claw back into a series. You know, Washington last year for game seven and what would you say, the Tampa series two years ago when they got down 3-2 and had to go back to Tampa? I guess that one comes to mind as well. But I, I would, I think they can flip the switch. They've, just, they've definitely got to do it tenfold on the road. They've been bad away from PPG. Yeah, why do you think that is? I don't know. The team isn't that dynamically different that it should be the case, right? Right. It's, it's, it's like Ben Roethlisberger home versus road. I don't get it. Maybe it's because they're a little bit more power play reliant this year, and you tend to not get as many calls on that's the road. Maybe that's that's good, got yeah. something to do with it. Good theory. Good theory. I'll run but, with that one. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Go with that because I can't think of anything else that makes much more sense. Like I said, you know, great team, Stanley Cup team. The last two years, they're marginal on the road. This year, not that much difference in terms of. Uh, quality or even the roster, but the, the bottom came out when they got away from home, and I don't have a really good explanation aside from, you know, especially late in the year when they weren't good on the road, and they really got into that stretch where they were getting no calls. Maybe that's why in my head I'm drawing that correlation. Tim, the Blue Jackets won 13 out of 15. I'm sure you've heard about that. I think it's a big deal if the Penguins beat them tonight, just because Columbus has always had Pittsburgh stand in their way. If the Penguins win the game, obviously it means something in terms of home ice, but I think it also means something psychologically for Columbus to think, we were playing so well, we've got all this confidence, and then the same team that always seems to thwart us shows that they can thwart us again. That's true. Have we heard yet officially is Corpus Allo going to play or is Bob going to play? Uh, I have not heard. Uh, I think that I could probably find out if, you're, if I refresh my Twitter account. Yeah, that would also be big. If it's Corpusalo and they make him look stupid too, like they have Bobrovsky, then you think to yourself, oh man, we got no answer in that. Whereas at least Washington's saying, uh oh, maybe we found something here with right. Grubauer. They would be um, ridiculously dumb to not utilize Grubauer in the playoffs. Yes, Tim? Well, here's a, yes, exactly. Let me give you another reason why it's potentially big. And you tell me if you agree with this or not. Another reason why it's potentially big is if you beat them, 
the prospect still exists then that well, at least it's easier for Philadelphia to leapfrog them and then you get Philly in the first round, uh, who I think is their best possible matchup. Without a doubt, Tim. I couldn't agree more that Philly's now, their best now, matchup. Now, here we go, though. Now, the caveat to that, though, is what if you knock them out, they still ward off Philly, Philly still winds up as the last wild card, and the Devils jump in, and you've got them in the 2-3. That's bad. You're not as happy about that, right? I, in order of teams I'd like to see the Penguins face, in order, it would go Philadelphia, Columbus, Washington, New Jersey, and that's not talking about the teams in the Atlantic. I wouldn't want to face any of those I agree three. with all that. I agree 100% with all that. That'll make for great radio, Tim. Agreeing on everything. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll even give you one more here. All right, now, this one, I'm trying to think. <laughs> if you... Who would you like to see square off? Like, if you're Columbus, what do you think about who your next opponent is? If it can't be Pittsburgh, where do you think Columbus gets the most scared of itself? That's interesting. Probably Washington, just because they're you think? Just cause they're good. I think New Jersey is scary. From Columbus's point of view, I'm always going to be scared, probably, because he's never done it before. So if I'm a Columbus fan... I don't want to play Pittsburgh, but anybody else I'm scared of equally as much, just a little bit less than Pittsburgh. Yeah, the loss to me, if they lose tonight and it winds up meaning that they are the three versus the two, I'm not happy because of the home ice stuff we just talked about, but it's not a killer. The bigger deal to me, though, is if they get bounced into the Atlantic, then I think they're in trouble because they stink against those Atlantic teams. All of them. Tim, are you... Going to the Pirates game tonight. Very serious question. I need a straight answer from you. Uh, no, I'm going to run to the gym real quick, and then I'm going to watch the Penguins. You TiVo the uh, Penguins game? I don't have TiVo. I have, like, Comcast TV. Do you still have TiVo? Really? No, I can't believe I said TiVo. Are you going to record the Penguins game? I mean, you're the millennial. I'm sort of like the aging middle-aged guy that literally did at one point in his life have TiVo. TiVo was fun because it made little pop fun noises and that little buzz. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just an extra piece of equipment, though. Who needs that? You don't need that hardware anymore. I, uh, no, I'm just going to watch the game like a normal human person watches the game on DVR, and uh, <laughs> you know, and go back and rewind, and then get some notes on it for the uh, breakfast with Ben's calling tomorrow. Good luck at the gym, Tim. Thank you. Uh, I'll be doing squat thrust and thinking of you, Adam. <clears throat> oh, he was proud of that one. He chuckled. <laughs> he chuckled there at the end. Get the hell out of here, Benzie. He was. He was proud of that. I love that one. <laughs> he was smiling at the end of it. Tim's quick, and I'm tired just thinking about having to do the DV morning show tomorrow. So the retort, not good enough. Up next, hottest take of the day, other crap, and back for the second day in a row. It is the three stars of the game. We alarm our houses, and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now, we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Oh, yeah, Tim? Well, if I went to the gym and lifted something that was 45 pounds... I'd be lifting something that was heavier than you.
Like Tiger Woods back in the day, Jordan Spieth running train right now on Augusta. Just to clarify, Tiger Woods ran train in multiple regards. Tony Finau, Finau, Finau. Somebody help me, line. Fanoy. Fanoy, four under. He's tied for second with Matt Kuchar. What is with these names? Uh, why can't Patrick Reed be at the top? Or Zach Johnson? Or Ricky Fowler? Or Phil Mickelson? It's Johnson. Son of a bitch! It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. I mean, get out of here, Xander Shafa Fluff Fluff Fluff. Uh, Rafael Cabrera Bella. How many names do you need? Lee Putong. <laughs> Putong. Oh, for the love. Predators fans were pissed about their ending of the game the other night where they thought they got hosed by the goaltender interference rule. So Preds fans sent a catfish to the NHL office. The catfish, of course, started to rot. What a bunch of hillbilly prick nuggets. Seriously. Seriously. They call themselves great hockey fans in Nashville. They don't know anything about hockey. Carrie Underwood, she's hot, right? So you bring her to Bridgestone Arena. You make it loud. You play some country music. They even brought back Fisher, whatever the hell his name is, because they wanted Carrie around. And it's a jamming place to go. It's a great atmosphere. It's a lot of fun. But none of those cousin bleepers know a thing about damn hockey. And now they're sad because they lost a hockey game and they don't understand the damn goaltender interference rules. Well, you know what? It's a meaningless regular season game. Meaningless game. You get 113 effing points. Winning or losing doesn't mean jack. Enough crying. They don't understand hockey. You see, I'm a Penguins fan. Got my Penguins sweatshirt on right now. Got my Penguins hat. Back-to-back Stanley Cup champs, bitches. And what I know is that these games right now, tonight's is different, but the games leading up to now, they don't mean jack. They don't mean squat. I know Peter Laviolette's all pissed off because they got hosed and he held a press conference and he was a little baby back bitch about it, but... Come on. Know what really matters, Nashville fans. Last year, you didn't win the Stanley Cup. Spoiler alert, the Penguins did. They beat you in six because you had a leaky P.E.K.K.A. And here's the deal. The only thing you should care about right now is getting back to that moment. Getting back to that pinnacle. Get there and then finish the job like Carrie. It's about winning the cup. It's not about a meaningless regular freaking season game where there's goaltender interference. And FYI, you didn't get hosed anyway because it was goaltender interference. Deadspin or one of those other stupid slap happy organizations last night tweeted out that the Predators got hosed by goaltender interference. And I quote tweeted and I said they did not. You want to know why? Because they did not. Predators fans don't know the difference between a puck and a condom. 
That's why there are so many unplanned pregnancies in Nashville. You know what? Snort a puck, Preds fans. They like the party, right? They like going down to Broadway where the music's jamming and hanging outside of Tootsie's and having a blast. And they say it's about hockey. It's not about hockey. It's about alcoholism. It's not about hockey. It's about chasing a high. It's not about hockey. It's going where the party is. And I can respect that, but don't call yourself a hockey fan. You know what would be really funny, guys? Is if we mailed a stanky fish to the commissioner's office. <laughs> Go back to screwing your couch. You know what we should do? We should send a big-ass fish, dead fish, to the Jackets organization. Frame them? I think so. Oh, I love it. We'll workshop that off the air. We need a fish. We need a fish. Woo! Other crap. A train with 10 million pounds of poop has been stranded in Alabama for two months. That stinks. Woo! Other crap. Oing. Augusta National has a list of banned words that cannot be yelled at the Masters. Dilly dilly cannot be uttered. You know what else has been banned at the Masters for the last 80 years? Women's golf events. Woo! Other crap. A bus flipped en route to Augusta, and the driver was arrested for a DUI. I knew that John Daly was going to try to get back to the Masters. Woo! Other crap. LeBron James and Nick Saban both have video podcasts. You'd think that that would be the joke. It's actually not. They talk to people in barber shops. There's still more. Both claim to have invented the barbershop conversation. And both of them have receding hairlines. Woo! Other crap. Raccoons in Youngstown, Ohio are running around on their hind legs and baring their teeth during the day. Many believe the raccoons are the beginnings of some zombie apocalypse. I just think they're sick of living in Youngstown, Ohio. Woo! Other crap. William Gay is signed with the New York Giants. <laughs> they want to use him in a dime role where they say he excelled with Pittsburgh. Should I, uh, should I tell him or should you? Get it? Because he sucked. Woo! Other crap. The Texans owner, who was talking about inmates running the asylum, regrets apologizing for saying that the inmates are running the asylum. You know what's going to happen to him? He's going to go the way of Papa John's. Belly up, you bitch! Woo! Other crap! 
The Broncos have signed ex-Raiders punter King, the black punter, to a three-year deal. He's a black punter. Woo! Other crap. Sergio Garcia went all tin cup. He put five in the water. And had a 13. He won the Masters last time out. There's no joke there. That's just what I'd look like at the Masters. Woo! Other crap. Pitt hasn't won a conference basketball game in 402 days. Oh, my God. It is now time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, the Crowl Man. They get to the bullpen faster than John Daly gets to Jack Daniel. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Josh Getzoff. What would you say to sell Evgeny Malkin as the Hart Trophy recipient? He's NHL 101, copyright. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Devin. It's so on point, man. Every time I turn on the fan, I turn it right off like... That ain't bad right there. The first time I got a star, baby, and I'm feeling damn good about it. I haven't gotten one yet. It's only been two times. I'm going 50%. Who let the dogs out? Fitty's better than zero, baby. It is true, though. John Daly? DUI. You shouldn't be driving buses. I agree. Coming up tomorrow on the show, Randy Slack. Maybe Jerry Dulac? I think he'll be here. Anything else? Lots of great freaking content that you'll never find across the street. Yes! Penguins, jackets, tonight. Go Pens. Right now, spring Black Friday savings at the Home Depot means more power for less paycheck. Save $50 on Ryobi 40-volt cordless outdoor power equipment. The power of gas without the gas. Enough power to get the whole job done. Plus, right now, it's also the power of 50 bucks in your pocket. So cut the cord, but keep the power with $50 off Ryobi 40-volt trimmers, blowers, and mowers only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Boss by's last, in-store only. And I'm thinking that we just go down to the Allegheny, mm-hmm. pull out one of them white fish, send that off to Gary Bettman's office. Nail it on off. Damn right. Fish in your face, bitches. Suck on that. ESPN Pittsburgh traffic.